Hi, Sideliners. I'm your host, Vicky Duval. Today's episode, ay, ay, ay. I want to share my thoughts on everything that's happened with Novak Djokovic, as well as the very interesting statements his father made in regards to the event, as well as taking a couple jabs at Roger Federer for whatever reason. Obviously, everything unfolded a couple days ago, and I'm a little bit late speaking on this now, but I do have a lot of thoughts that I want to share, and honestly, this all just seems totally unbelievable. Before I get into it, I have a super fun song for you. I've been listening to a lot of music from different regions of Africa recently, and Nigerian music in particular is super fun to dance to. Um, but today I'm going to be featuring Cameroon, if I'm saying that right. So the song is called Alan or Alane, I think. L A, oh God, A L A N E by the artist West, W E S. If you're familiar with Robin Schultz, he does remixes, um, kind of like a techno-ish version, and there is a there is a Robin Schultz version of that song as well, which I do love. Um, but I think the original is still my favorite. So if you check that out, I hope you enjoy it. So I think for the most part, we're all aware of the Adria tour and the subsequent events that came from it. But for a quick recap, Novak Djokovic and his team organized the tour with two stops in Serbia and Croatia, essentially to bring competitive tennis back. At the time of my recording last week, Novak hadn't released a statement addressing all the testing from the players of the event but obviously a lot has unfolded since then he has released a statement and i do want to talk about it so in the last couple days we found out that novak djokovic himself his wife yelena victor choiki and his pregnant wife and about six other people have tested positive for coronavirus Novak broke his silence on june 23rd to kind of address everything and while i think it was a generally well-constructed statement it just didn't seem completely genuine to me if I'm being honest I'm not going to read the entire statement here but I do want to talk about the certain points that stood out to me and share my opinion on them so Novak said in his statement everything we did in the past month we did with a pure heart and sincere intentions I'm not going to disagree with him there. I don't think anyone is really thinking he had bad or malicious intentions going into it. I think it's a beautiful thing that he wanted to do the event. But there's no denying that there was a significant significant lapse in judgment in regards to safety protocols and just overall guidelines. I just honestly find it really interesting that Novak, of all people, someone who's so incredibly strict with his diet and his overall health, I mean, we're all aware of, you know, the strict regime he goes through every day. I just don't understand how he would go about partying in nightclubs, playing basketball, hugging people, and just being in such close quarters during the event. Like, 
I just <laughs> seems like sometimes people are forgetting that we're still in the midst of a pandemic. Like I'm not really sure if people think it's over. I mean, I obviously it's not. So I know Novak wasn't the only person behind setting up the event, but I think he's getting a lot of heat right now because he should have been a leader, and it's as simple as that. Further along in his statement, he said, the goal of the event was to raise funds for people in need, and we organized the event at a moment when we thought the virus had weakened, believing conditions for hosting the tour had been met. Like I said before, absolutely great that he wanted to put this together, raise money, love that, that's incredible. But I'm not really sure what protocols were put in place. I mean, there have been a couple exhibition-type tournaments set up by the USTA and the UTR here in the United States for players to get some matches and some cash, and I don't see players hugging or even being really remotely close to each other apart from sitting down on the changeover like if you have watched any of it on tv any of these little exhibition matches you would have seen that players touch rackets at the end of the matches and even with the women's team event currently happening in charleston there's some headline names there uh bouchard azarenka sloan stevens madison keys allison risk annie simova Sophia Kennan, even the doubles players are touching rackets between points. Like, there's no physical contact whatsoever. Very limited ball kids. I don't really think the ball kids are even grabbing the towels. Um, and I do understand that the circumstances in the United States are different than the circumstances in Europe. I can't compare how we're dealing with coronavirus to whatever's happening in Europe, but I mean, surely there's still a global pandemic, and I think at the bare minimum, uh, social distancing should still be strictly followed, you know? I don't know. <laughs> but I do want to note that in his statement, too, there was no mention for anyone who came in contact with him to get tested. It's probably not even significant, because I'm sure he communicated that to people potentially affected but it's just something that stood out to me because Grigor and Borna mentioned in their statements right away for people to immediately get tested who they came in contact with, whether at the event or prior. Um, it's just something that stood out to me, but I don't think it really matters. But anyway, Goran Ivanizovic, who is Novak's coach, said in a statement, everybody is attacking Novak, but everything was done with recommendations by the government. Okay, hear me out. <laughs> the players went to a nightclub and a festival in which zero social distancing was involved. I think Goran even acknowledged that those particular activities had not been advised by the government, but somehow still tried to justify that they followed all guidelines. I mean, I don't think so, right? Especially if, you know, that wasn't part of the plan. So... Goran further said nobody forced anybody to come to the club. Nobody was forced to dance. I just personally don't think that as a leader, Novak Djokovic... Okay, so obviously <laughs> Novak Djokovic is the number one player in the world and he should lead by example, right? So Novak had a responsibility to make a better judgment call. Like, sure, nobody was forced to dance, but the fact of the matter is... 
being in the club was not an advisable activity, therefore it shouldn't have taken place. And also, if you're someone going to an event, like, if an event is set up and part of the package is doing XYZ activities, obviously whoever's involved is going to take part in said activities because it's part of the deal. The only way to mitigate the health risk is to not have XYZ activity in the first place. And it's very easy for me to say now because hindsight is always twenty twenty. but I just think the collective shock from the tennis world was justified because I think when everybody saw that video of everyone in the nightclub, it was like, really? <laughs> like, that's what we're doing? So I think the reason that this frustrated me so much and that I wanted to speak on it so much is because for some people, COVID comes in the form of no symptoms or just a small cold, but for other people, it's honestly a death sentence. And, you know, I just think it's just unacceptable behavior. Like, you, a lot of people don't realize, or I mean, I hope they, they do realize that staying safe isn't always just for you. It's for everybody else around you, for people who might be immunocompromised like myself. Like, it's very scary to... F- be in a position where you know if you get it you don't really know what your outcome is going to be and that's for healthy people like anybody it's kind of a risky game like what string of the virus you're going to get so on the heels of Novak releasing his statement his father Sir John made headlines for a couple of very uncalled for comments about Grigor and Roger Federer yeah, I don't know. Surgeon first accused Grigor of being the culprit for the positive tests from the event and for tarnishing the Djokovic name. Now, a lot to unpack here. I don't think placing blame without any proof whatsoever is the right thing to do. It's honestly super damaging and just wrong. He has zero evidence to back up what he's saying, and he's just spreading a super harmful narrative Probably to take the heat off Novak, I'm not really sure, but I just think that's probably not the right thing to do. And Surgeon's comments about Roger Federer really bothered me because, number one, they're just a bit inappropriate, and number two, it's not really a good look on the Djokovic name, if I'm completely honest. Several articles I read dated June 19th, so I believe that's when Novak's father made these comments. But anyways, on June 10th, Roger released a statement that he needed another knee surgery and was essentially going to miss the rest of the 2020 season. And and Novak's dad, in his recent statements, basically said that Roger should retire. He said, and I quote, Imagine a 40-year-old man still playing tennis when he could go home and do more interesting things. But since both Nadal and Novak are breathing down his neck, he simply cannot accept the fact that they will be better than him. Go, man. Raise children. Do something else. Go ski. Do something. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Has it ever occurred to Novak's dad that maybe Roger is still out there playing because he just genuinely loves the sport and he's still striving for personal goals? I mean, everyone is entitled to their own opinion, and I'm not going to be one here to say that Novak's dad is not allowed to have his opinion. Like, sure, fine, great, but to voice something so negative about a legend of the game 
I think is just a bit ignorant and honestly I think the Jovac the Jovac <laughs> the Djokovic family has maybe a fundamental dislike for Roger because it's not the first time they've made some you know interesting comments about Roger before so everywhere he goes Roger is adored and almost certainly a crowd favorite so I think at the end of the day whoever ends up being at the top spot for Grand Slam records Roger will still be considered one of the greatest if not the greatest player of all time and Roger just recently made history for becoming the world's highest paid athlete with earnings of 106.3 million I believe according to Forbes like honestly can you imagine if I had even a hundredth of that I think I would literally never work again (laughs) that's unbelievable and it was the first time a tennis player made the top of the list which is obviously so cool and just on a tangent here Roger does a lot with his foundation to give back to disadvantaged children which I really admire so much I love seeing his pictures when he travels to uh, the different countries in Africa and all of that so my general feeling is that Novak's parents are probably upset that Novak hasn't gotten the shine he deserves and I don't necessarily disagree like Novak is a legend in his own right and he's incredible I mean anybody can look up to him for his hard work and um, everything he's accomplished like there's no denying that but I think for a lot of people and for a lot of fans Novak is somewhat of an enigma <laughs> like you know a lot of people including a top executive at the ITF condemned the father's statements and I just think you know as a tennis parent the main focus should be on being involved in the tennis but kind of not being in the drama I mean I don't know if Novak was aware that his father was gonna make these statements about Roger but obviously either way that doesn't really help Novak's cause um yeah I'm just I'm just someone that doesn't really like to be in drama with people so I think just for me personally like I if my mom or whatever my dad did that I'd be like no (laughs) you know but that's just me personally so Anyways, I'm officially done ranting and sharing my maybe unpopular opinions, but yeah, I mean, like I said, this is just two things that I really wanted to speak on today, and I had some thoughts about it, and now I feel better getting them out. (laughs) So anyways, is anybody else freaking out that COVID cases are going up by the thousands every day? (laughs) I mean, we had two days here in Florida where the news report said there were 9,500 new cases in each of those days, and I think it went for two or three days. And I'm supposed to fly to Arizona this weekend for, for uh, some physical therapy for my knee, and now I am terrified. I don't even know if terrified is the word. I know that Arizona, Texas, and Florida are just kind of the three states right now almost competing for top spot of most cases per day so let's maybe not do that but um yeah I'm pretty sure my suitcase is gonna be maybe just 50 pounds of hand sanitizer (laughs) I don't really know but anyway sideliners thanks for spending some time with me today and listening to my blabbermouth I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I might have a guest on next week I don't know maybe spice things up for you I'll figure it out (laughs) 
Hope you enjoy the rest of the week, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye!